With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the God Knows My Heart podcast where anything goes. I'm your host, T. Staples. I am your main man, Freddie B. That's right. That's right. He is. Hey, you can find us on social media. Yes. Uh, T. Staples is uh, everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, you know, YouTube, Snapchat. No, it's like I don't snap. I don't chat. I just snap chat. You just snap these chats. And if you know what he's saying, if you know what this rock is cooking, y'all can find me on all social media. Freddie B. TV. Y'all know what it is. Twitter, IG, Gmail, Snap, the Snappy Chat. Yeah, you know, man. YouTube, all of it, you know. So make sure you holler at us, and um, you know, as you guys can tell, we're gonna add a correspondence to the show. We got another correspondent we're adding today. So if you want to hop on, holler at us. And they can be down, right? That's right. They can be down. So today's topics we got uh, Trump's net worth wah, 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 yeah, wah, wah, takes a dip. Lonzo, and uh, you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Triple with our B's big baller brand, big baller brand, and everything he's got going on. His 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 first couple of games in the NBA or well, third game, I think, is right. Yeah, I can't remember, but you know, yeah, first, for, first, the yeah, start of his start of the season. season. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. And dun, 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 la, 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 the Weinstein scandal. Yeah, we're going to continue on with that. From uh, you know, we, we kind of touched on it last week with our correspondent, our sexual. But we really going to touch on it today. Yeah, oh, no, wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I'm not touching no inappropriate subjects. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not touching anybody except my fiance. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm touching I'm my safe. lady. I'm safe there. I'm just touching my lady, you know what I'm saying? Just I'm so y'all know, and ain't, ain't no my ain't no my hands is all together. So you know. Be clean. Yeah, man. So that's what we got today, man. So yeah. um, we're gonna hop right in it, man. Uh first one, man, you know, Trump. Trump, you know, our president, you know, some people say he your president, some people say he my president, some people say he our president. I'm the one, I'm part of the group that say that says he's our president. If you're an American, he your president. So, you know, I know, you know, as much as I don't like him, I'm not you know, I didn't vote for him, but you know, he's still our president. It is what it is. But um, his net worth, Forbes reported his net worth has taken a dive to the tune of six hundred million dollars. Okay, so now here's the thing I understand. I look him up on Google, and it says three point one billion USD. The mm-hmm. source includes Forbes. So when him taking a six hundred million dollar dive, is this number still accurate? I mean, what are they? What are they? What are they reporting as his total net worth now? Is it now two point something billion? No, I mean, it was three point seven. Oh, it was three point seven. So now it's dipped to three point one. Correct. So he's still above three. Yeah, he's still above. That, that's three, how. Right? I, that's how he would respond. Well, you know, some things happen, and uh, I'm still above three. No, no. Trump would say, no, I'm, no. Forbes is wrong. They're very wrong. They're bigly wrong because I have not reported my tax situation. I have so many other things that I'm doing, but you know, it's fake news. This is fake news. All fake say. news. He would yeah, call it fake news. He would call it fake news. He would call it alternative fake, facts. Alternative facts and, 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 and fake yeah. media. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Diddy. Like, you know, Diddy would do the same thing. Diddy would be like, man, I'm, I'm worth so much more than that. Like, they're not getting all my stuff. And, you know, I got way more, much, way more money than that. But it's interesting. 
Trump and, and Diddy would respond like that, but then you got somebody like Bill Gates. But I guess when you got like 70, 80 billion, yeah, it don't like, matter. It just don't matter. Like, I mean, he, he could lose, you know, a few billion in a month and he'd be like, oh man, guess what? Lost a few billion. Get it back next month. Yeah, because Bill Gates, I saw, I saw an interview. He was saying like he would rather not be the richest man in the world because that comes with a target on your back that people just expect you to give them money. When you're number two, somehow it just drops down. Sometimes it just drops down somehow and it's just like, made sense. I was like, that's very interesting. Also, you remember when Microsoft was getting fined a million a day? Oh, when they back uh, in the nineties, back when, when they were the when they were when they had the monopoly monopoly on the Netscape was it Netscape or was it Internet Explorer that they, that they gave them the monopoly? It was Internet Explorer, yeah. But they ended up giving it away free. That's how they got out of it. That's how they got out of it. It, it was it yeah. came as a part of the bundle, but then it was like, oh no, you can get it free now. But but you but we remember <clears> he was actually he like it went on for a little while because because then people calculated his net worth and it would be like you walking past a penny on the ground. Like, would you take the time to pick up the penny or not? No, I mean, I would. Actually, I don't leave no money on the table, to be honest with you. If, yeah. I, see, if I see penny, nickel, dime, quarter, I pick it all up. I'm going to just a penny. So I if he's walking on the streets of New York, and it was a penny laying in the, laying in a puddle. You would go back and pick this penny up. I don't know if I pick it out of the puddle, but it, but if it was just on the street, yeah, I grab it. Street, you would grab it. Yeah, I grab it. Yeah, it's a penny. Streets in New York. Streets in New York, man. That's right. I grab it. Shit, on street on the train. That's probably why your hands look like that. Thomas. It may be, but I grab it. You're picking up pennies off the New York ground. Let me tell you something. All money counts. All even money. when it got HIV on it. Hey, guess what? Hey, hey, guess what? All money spins, <laughs> baby. Even when it got HIV on it. Even, hey, all money spins. You going to go through getting, H, getting the HIV for a penny? Hey, guess what? You can't get the HIV from grabbing a penny. You, you know that, right? Me, guess what? You know, you know that, stop right? Stop telling me, you guess know what, Tommy? You know you cannot grab a penny that has HIV on it and instantly just get AIDS because you touched it. They got the new instant AIDS, though. Oh, that's the yeah. stuff in Africa, though. This ain't Africa. Uh, you, that's Africa. You terrible. You that's, terrible. Yeah, that's you what I'm terrible. talking about. Instant AIDS, you stick your dick right in, you just... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, T State said that Freddie B did not say that, guys. I love Africans. I love Africans too. I, like them having instant A's and and me not loving me and me loving Africans have nothing to do with each other. So I love you, the people, but that don't mean the disease is not that much stronger. They got the real shit over there. They got the stuff. You get bit by some random cassava melon. You eat a cassava melon or something. You oh die instantly. Let, let me find out cassava melons is eating niggas. Let me find let me that out. Tell, let me just tell you something. Let me just tell you something. Africa, they got some diseases over there that hey, let me just they bacteria kill you. Okay. Let me find out cassava melons is biting mugs. Like Let me just tell you, hey, I don't want to go to that part of Africa. They, they got. Them, I want to go to Africa. But they got. They got penis fly traps over there. Oh, oh my god! This man said penis fly trap. Hey. But no, but so Trump, his his net worth has fallen. This and it's news. You, you you think you think this should be new? You think this is big? Like our president? You know, he lost six hundred million. Uh, I don't know who it matters to. It don't matter to me. You know, like for me, I don't really care, you know, because he hasn't done anything for me lately. You know, he has not. Mm. I don't feel like he's servicing uh, uh, my need in particular, you know, and 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 so him losing money. I'm just like, oh, OK, <laughs> yeah, OJ. Like, OJ. <laughs> OK, <Right>. <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's like, what does it do? I mean, I don't. So what? Who cares? There, There is somebody who cares. So anybody who's in his investment group. Or is betting on him to win so that they can win? They probably care. They, 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 you know his 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 uh, companies and his and his industries that he's the head of, but have so many people underneath him. They're probably concerned. Like, well, well why I, did he lose six hundred million? Are we gonna lose a piece? Well, is that, that speak, gonna affect us? Speaking of which, he he apparently lost six hundred million because of a tough New York real estate market, a costly lawsuit, and expensive presidential campaign. Those all contributed to his declining fortune what well, it is i mean we know he spent money to, to do what he did on the campaign trail and uh you know but at the end of the day 
let's just be honest, okay? Now, I I don't have the accurate numbers, so you know, mathematicians, my engineers, and mathematicians, and uh, really my actuaries will probably had this information more than I'm about to say. But when I did the math, when I was in Nashville, Tennessee, I think I needed to have above three point seven million dollars in the bank liquid. I could put that in a um, high yield savings. I could put that in, you know, a, a number of financial instruments and essentially I will be beating or outpacing the inflation rate. So I will, I will outpace the inflation rate in my earnings, meaning that I would make enough money to pay myself to live and exist. I would have to never work or never I would, just by having that money in the bank. I wouldn't have to work a regular job. Now with taxes in New York, you know, that's maybe a little different. That's where, you know, I am now up in New York, you know, the tax structure is a little bit different up here. So it may have to be more like 5.6, maybe seven, seven million you know what i mean somewhere in that somewhere in that range i could like again my math could be off but the idea is is that once you break a threshold you're talking about somebody who has over three billion dollars like once you break a certain threshold it's hard for you to to um to lose your portfolio unless you're just frivolous with your spending you know you just I mean, well, totally this beneath your means. cash it's just not it's but even not, in assets i mean you, he could borrow against that no he could borrow against this you can you can you can you can make deals against your net worth and that's the thing a lot of people forget you know yeah okay he can't go buy a 3.1 billion dollar boat right now if he wanted to truth be told but he can borrow money against that 3.1 billion dollar to afford or or lease or or uh yeah or lease that boat or get a or get a loan on that boat, and he definitely what she has done. That's how he, that's how he capitalized over the real estate market. It's just loans, and we see him default on it before. We see him go bankrupt several times. I mean, he's done this over and over and over. You can always borrow against what you're what you're worth, and that's and 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 it's just like putting up. I'm gonna give it to to a layman for a layman to understand this. When you own when you don't own a house and you just rent an apartment and you want to go to get a loan from the bank, it's gonna be harder for you to get a loan for the bank unless you have stellar credit, some some great records. But if you own a home, you have an official asset and the bank could borrow you or lend you money against your asset well net worth is is like having another level of an asset so at the end of the day it, it still makes you viable and again that's why i said him losing 600 million dollars in net worth really more is going to affect people who are attached to him so is anybody underneath the trump brand that is making money off of the trump brand it's going to affect those people down the chain because it's like for them they they can't they can't do as much or make as 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 strong a move against his against his money and his name as he can. Of course, he is Trump, so, so he so, can always so, make a move. So this this falling in net worth does it change your does it change or alter in any way your outlook on Trump? Nah, I mean no, no, it don't alter my outlook on Trump. I mean it's just, he spent money. That's I just see a man who spent a lot of money. Okay, he spent six hundred. Why, why, why do you think this has been in the news? I don't. I think people are always fascinated with net worth. I mean, like you said, Bill Gates being the world richest man, and Carlos Slim taking his seat was. I think it was the first person that took his seat, and then it, he got it back. And then now we got this. Is it Jeff Bezos? Who's yeah, Jeff Be- Bezos? He's number Be- two. Bezos. Yeah, he 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 went and took the seat for a little bit, and then he went back to number two. So I mean, we're always fascinated with who who has the money, especially with billionaires, because you know you have your top one percent, but then they, the next day, like with the top point what five or something like this i forget what it is but you know you got, you got american billionaires so when you look at it and technically carlos slim is not an american billionaire but he is because he now lives in america and he he's he a north a, american billionaire. he's a north there you go he's a north american billionaire but we, we we've always been fascinated with who has the money because to be honest with you we we don't look at i don't see a lot of people following the african you know 
or financial system where there's a lot of people over there that got money in Africa. You know, I don't see a lot of people following the European uh, financial system. You know, there's a lot of people with, with billions of dollars over there. We really don't know. The only one we really know of is Murdoch. We could think of, was it, is it Murdoch? The guy who owns NBC or the uh, BBC? Uh, is it Murdoch? Rupert, Mur- Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, only yeah. one we really follow I mean, over here. Him and um, what's the name that owns Virgin? Vir- uh, right, 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 Branson, Branson. Yeah, Richard Branson. Richard Branson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. we we follow those, but again, even those, some of those people are because they're in media or they're in entertainment. They have they have they things have that dealings in North America, right? In America. So we we I don't know something about American billionaires. We do fo- like we follow Oprah. We want to see what she's doing. Where's she going? Like we do it like Oprah. You can't interview like Oprah. You know, I've seen her do a little campaign uh, lately for her new book that's out. And I find it interesting because you can see she itching. She itching to hop in and do her thing, but she's trying to do the. She she's is, trying. She's trying to do the thing where she gets interviewed. But you know, you can see she's itching. Like you know, y'all ain't really like she was on a Gail King show. Well, I, I call it Gail because I can't think of the other host name that are on that, that morning that show they do on ABC. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were interviewing her, and even <laughs> she actually slipped up. And was like, "What kind of question was that? Are you, have you lost your mind?" And she was like, "Oh!" And then she saw her, she reset. <laughs> so you know, billionaires—they yeah. out here. We, we we follow them. We're interested in them. And so I think this is why the media or the um, uh, yeah, the media as as a group or as a whole have decided that this is an important story. Does this affect the average American? No. I don't think he does. Now, there are some wealthy Americans that are underneath his camp. Like I said, that it do it probably does affect. I don't know how if it's good or bad cuz you know, people always say losing money is always going is always going to seem bad, but it's not always bad. Sometimes it there are there are there are times when you know, uh losing net worth can can help because it can position you for something else, you know. Yeah, and it can make people it can make you look like you're an underdog. It can you know, it could it could do some other things that can position you to 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 get in some doors you probably couldn't have got in. But at the same time, you know, ain't nobody said no to Bill Gates. So, you know, yeah. ain't nobody gonna think, say no I to him. With the, with the Trump thing, I think that it's news because he's the president, he's been obviously the most divisive president, the most polarizing president by far. And um, you know, just different media outlets just they they want to attack Trump, you know, it's it's only like maybe one or two now media outlets that really support like Breitbart News and maybe Fox News somewhat. Say it again, Breitbart? Is it Breitbart? Breitbart. Is it Breitbart? It's Breitbart. I hate, I I hate, like. You hate them so bad, you don't even want to know their name. Yeah, I'm I'm not, well, let me, let me. I've been doing that sometimes. I don't, I don't hate, I dislike them. Yeah, I severely dislike their, their narrative um, because it's just like sometimes they say things like, do you really believe what you just said? But um, I think with Trump, yeah, I think with Trump, um, his 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 net worth falling. I think it's more so people just throwing shots, you know, just want to throw a shot like, look, oh, he's feeling as a president because look, he can't even keep up his own net worth. But then at the end of the day, if Trump was at three point seven, if he went up six hundred million to four point three million, then you know, if you don't like Trump, you're going to find an issue in whatever you're doing. So if he had gained $600 million, it would have been like, oh, look, he, where are you getting this money from? Oh, he should be giving that money away, so on and so forth. At the end of the day, Trump is who he is as a president. And I, I look at him as as the president. Him losing that money, he lost some money because he spent some and um, he spent a lot in um, in campaigning. In right, his cash, right. he, he lost like $100 million in, in cash because he spent like 60-something, $66 campaigning. Then he had the Trump University law, uh, lawsuit settled for like twenty, almost thirty million. So all that together is about a hundred million. Then he had a he had, he owns a lot of real estate on Madison Ave here in New York, which has been depressed here recently. So he lost a lot of money there and just the value of his real estate and also his his resorts uh, domestically and abroad. A lot of people now kind of his name is on it. So now now a lot of people don't really want to stay at different 
uh, resorts that he has. So the value has went down, but he's been uh, 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 kept up a little bit by his uh, San Francisco real estate. He he owns real estate in San Francisco, and that anybody knows real estate in San Francisco has been ridiculous, just pl- plum ridiculous. Okay, I was I was about to pause you. <laughs> I was about to pause because you, you you stopped on the four letter word. I was like, why? What's that got to do with real estate? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's just to um, accentuate how ridiculous it's been. But but or, I think no, I, not to accentuate to punctuate. <laughs> yes, or punctuate. Yes, yes. But you know, I think I think you know, I think were you poking? You poke the air. That's a punch. <laughs> punctuate. <laughs> it's a punch. It's a punch. No, punch you wait. Punch you wait, yeah. But I, I think, you know, with, with Trump, just anything he does, you know, a lot of people now just don't like him and they're just not going to like him. Anything he does is going to be like, see, look, he this. you Because you could spend anything to to be negative. You could spend anything to be positive. It just depends on how you're doing it. I, I don't know if we can hear this candy that Thomas, <laughs> Thomas had. Can I y'all hear candy. that? I don't know. Oh my bad, man! I just I just hit, had to take hit, a break. Hit, hit like if you can hear it, and hit like if you can't. I just, hear had, it. I just had to take. I had to take a quick like break. Well, I thought I was just gonna let Freddie B do his thing for a second. Go ahead. My bad. But yeah, so I think I think I don't you, know why that happened either. And then your phone. You, I don't know. Yeah, how you at the beginning say sound of your phone? I did say sound. I told everybody sounds their phones. My bad. Boy, Thomas is just I hate. <laughs> you might as well just crunch the candy in there. Crunch, crunch, crunch. But yes, yeah, so, I mean I think you know I think people just if you don't like. Trump, you just gonna find something to say. If you do like him, you're gonna find something to say now. Cause I mean, Trump is that polarizing. He is who he is. You it's like the lines have been drawn. Either you against him or you're for him. And and, and at the end of the day, that's what Trump wanted. Like I'm 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 hundred percent positive how things are with Trump right now. That's exactly how he wanted. He didn't want anybody to be in the middle, like, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Trump. No. You anybody, you know how you feel about Trump. He is who he is. So, you know. I think that's the case with his with his net worth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, and then when, when, once he stops, when he, once once he bec- unbecomes president, once he's done with the presidency, when he's, when he's out of there, when he's, once he's out of there, his his net worth is going to go up. It's going to go up. I think I that's I guess that's a bold prediction. As soon as he's done with the presidency, his net worth is going to fly up. What do you think are going to be the contributing factors to that? I think because like before his name was like synonymous with like greatness. Now he's now he was the president. Because at the end of the day, once you're the president, you're the president. It don't matter. You know, you got you got you got stuff behind you. You got a pedigree behind you. So he so once he's done, he's the president. Now he can move how he wants to move in business. Like now he had to he had to renounce a lot of his business dealings because he's a president, because it's it's like conflict of interest. Once he's not the president anymore. That's all out the door. He can be back in business tough. And who don't want to do business with an ex-president? I mean, that is, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's true. Net worth is going to, he's going to boom. And he knows what he's doing. That's what he's doing. So, you know, he just parlaying this into a a ridiculously even larger payday than what what it was before. I was watching a um, sit-down interview with former President uh, Bill Clinton and former President George uh, George, uh, W. Bush. The second Bush. And um, they were both talking about, you know, post-president, you know, dealings and, and foundations. And most of them, no, all of them have done some type of charitable giving uh, uh, run post-president. Like, you know, uh, Bill Clinton was talking about his foundation. George which is, Bush which is slightly correct. What George Bush has his, um, you know, has his, his, his silver, I think it's Silver Stars or Gold Star Americans thing that he's been doing for a long time. Uh, actually, his dad created that, and then he just 
he kind of picked it up as mm-hmm. as he is after his presidency, and um, you know <laughs> George W is doing a painting now. Uh, you know, just and and so they have they have regiments. Um, uh, Bill Clinton has become a vegan, and he's been a part of the vegan movement hmm. uh, because he had heart, he had a triple bypass surgery, and so that was oh, his. He, he was known for eating a lot of McDonald's, right? So that was his that was his um, his call to go vegan, and so they both have things they've been doing, but but not a lot of them is about being monetized, and, and it's funny because I thought it was interesting because I, you know, to my knowledge, George. Bush came from a billion dollar family already and oil with a background in oil. And it was interesting. He spoke and said, well, you know, um, as a president, you can, you have more control and you can make, make more change. A lot of people talk about post-presidency, you know, if, if you get the same kind of power, he said, no, you don't have the same kind of power, but at the same time, you know, it's not bad that I, I get, I still get a pension every year. You know, I don't have to worry about, you know, where money's coming from. He said that 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 is that that's interesting, you know. He and he mm-hmm. kind of spoke on that. He didn't speak he didn't speak long. He spoke briefly on. It. He kind of just dropped it as a nugget. But I thought about it, you know. Some of these presidents they really don't need the the, the pension, you know. I think Obama's is four hundred, right? Four hundred thousand a year. George Bush said his is two twenty a year, you know. So each one of them has a different like what they get, and it's funny because he's like, like some of us don't even need the pension, but it is a, a comforting fact to know that as a former president. I don't have to, I really don't have to work for money anymore. I could literally give back the rest of my life yeah. if I wanted to. And it's funny because I don't think that's going to be the case of Trump. I don't think he's going to, he may, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to predict, you know, both predict that he's going to uh, do anything negative on his exit of, of the white house. But I do think that in his case, like Freddie B is saying is he has no reason to, to just accept the fact that he's going to get, I think he's going to get 600. I think that's what they're going to give him. Cause I think Obama, every president has elected to give the next president more, uh, you know, in, in history. So, mm-hmm. so I think he's going to be like 600 a year. He has no, it also depends on how many terms, like you do two at one term. Right. So if you do, if you do two terms, that's, so that's how Obama's doubled, right. From, from Bush to Obama. That's the reason why it doubled because he, because Clinton did to Bush did to Obama did to it. So they all elected, and but because so many years pass, ended up doubling by by time mm-hmm. they were out. And then, and then also, prison prison get get hefty speaking fees too. On top of you get speaking fees, right? On top of their their pension. So they if you, know, you they, write a book, like set. So people want people always want to write your book, and yeah, so you get all yeah, these yeah, publishing money. deals. You write a you book know. from your years as the president. People gonna get that. That's so automatic I mean, money. so so you're pretty much set even even when you're leaving. So you know, most people hope that exiting presidents are going to do something. Not necessarily philanthropic, but like I guess something to give back, and most have Jimmy Carter with the Habitat philanthropic. Was, philanthropic, thank you. Yeah. Most people like Jimmy Carter did. Um, he was talking about the uh, is, is it Habitat for Humanity? No, it's what is the housing development urban hood? Hood, yes, that was Jimmy Carter's thing. To this day, he still builds one house a year. To this day, like he actually got like they actually said he was he 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 got injured last year building a house. Yeah, he, but to this day, he still does that. Yeah, yeah Jimmy Carmen, he's big on public service. He even uh, reached out to Trump and said, hey, I, if you need any help. I, like Jimmy Carter. Coming out helped, with a campaign or something. He, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. helped every president. Like he just yeah. like every president know like, oh, I can hit up Jimmy and Jimmy will help me out. You know, not not even on not even be on payroll. All right, give me, give me, give me, give me something to do after I leave. Yeah, but the thing about old, Trump, he's an old Georgia man. <laughs> but, but the unfortunate thing or fortunate, depending on how you're looking at it, is, you know, the thing about Trump is that he will be leaving office with 
greater opportunities to do good, but he may go back into the private sector and just do Trump, you know, and do what Trump does and try to Trump some more people. I mean, yeah, I mean, most, I mean, because he he came he came into this thing heavily in business, like you know, Bush and the Bush family they had businesses prior to, but as they approached the presidency, they weren't as they heavy were, into business. Oh, they both were put poli- heavy in politics. I mean, right. Bush Bush was you know he he did different things. He's run for there. I actually was interested when I watched the interview because to hear about Clinton and Bush's prior political history, the things that they won and lost along their, their trail that got mm-hmm. them to the presidencies, because stuff that. If they had a won a seat in this place, they wouldn't have went for the president because they were like, well, I'm sitting here for the rest of my life. I'm good. Or if they would have won another seat there, they lost to so-and-so. They lost to so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. Clinton so was the governor of Arkansas and uh, W. Bush was the governor of Texas. Yeah, so it's like stuff that they the could have. I think they both were trying to go out to be senators or something like that. And the one lost. And it's like, oh, well, that, that pushed him to go for president. And, you know, So it's, it's stuff that, that if, if had it happened differently, they wouldn't have been. But in, in, in Trump's case, he came straight off as a reality TV show star <laughs> and businessman. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think after first in history, with, right? After yeah, after he's done with the presidency, I mean, it just makes sense for him to go back and pick up all the business he had to renounce and give to his son. He's gonna just hop right back into that, and then boom, boom, the business set up. You know, his sons, all his different, you know, sons, his daughters, his wife, his children, right? And you know, it, set it, them up, which it, I mean makes sense. We just remains to be seen, like what philanthropic philanthropic efforts. Is he is he going to set up? Is it going to be like the Trump initiative, like the Clinton initiative? You know. Yeah. So I mean, what, Go what is going to be? Rape Haiti or something? You know, who knows? I don't know. Are you going to be starting to, uh, you know, start shooting, uh, shooting basketball, uh, uh, paper towels, like paper basketball. towels, like basketballs at people in Cuba and Puerto Rico and places like that? Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do, Trump? I mean, we don't know. I have no idea. I don't even know what he's doing now. Like, what is he? What is his current? Um, like giving back type program. I mean, outside of just being president, you can't just say that because no president has ever done. They've always done something while they were in office. What is he doing? Do you know? Is is uh, Melania I mean, has Melania come yeah, out with yeah, a program or is anybody? Thing, I mean, that's the thing. The first lady always does something. So like when Reagan, famously Reagan, Nancy Reagan, she she came out with the uh, with the Dare program with drugs, which was you know kind of was controversial in its own right. Um, Michelle Obama had to just move. Melania Trump, I don't know, I don't know, she, I don't know how well she can just speak English because English ain't her first language. So right. you know, who knows if she really wants to get out there like that and do something? Because then she has to speak and yeah, I mean, she but she we gotta have something because you can't just have the office of the presidency without a pro. I mean, and I feel like this has been kind of another another unspoken tradition of America. Not to say that it has to continue, but I think if any traditions continue, creating programs that help the communities is is like uh obama's was uh brother's keeper that's what obama's was so my brother's keeper you know he resurrected that whole movement he that that's the one he took on um um of course like i said bushes was something it was like gold star families something he, every year he gave they no i think it was every month they found somebody who was doing something extraordinary in the country they highlighted them made sure their story was was blasted out all in the white house press and everything uh, every, I mean, I think, everybody's I mean, had something so i'm like i'm trying to i'm kind of curious like is trump doing anything besides I mean, yeah, talking and tweeting I think, I think i think trump you know based on his his track record so far i mean i i hear he's gonna be starting up some stuff with the kkk and um you know just doing some recruitment oh gotcha and, gotcha um, so he's gonna, he gonna resurrect that neo-nazi i see type deal you know maybe maybe hang a jewish person hang, uh, hang somebody he can start a hashtag something. white hoods matter yeah, you know something like that so i, th- I think you i know, think that may be coming pillowcases you know, matter yeah you know uh <laughs> you know uh uh 
scissors and white pillowcases, something like that. I don't know. You know, yeah. just get some Jewish and some black people hung from some trees, man. You know, get so get that's them, his get thing. Them, that's get them th- folks up out of here, man, because them them Jews that's and them blacks, doing. you know, uh-huh. they 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 cause issues. You know, I think he's gonna start with Levar Ball. Speaking of which, oh wow, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he might start with him. I think that's yeah. his first pickoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. what did what did he say? Get him out of here. Get those, those SOBs. You know, fire the SOB. Yeah, fire the SOB. So you want to fire Levar Ball from yeah. Big Baller Brand? That's so, terrible, I mean, man. He, he might be able to fire him from Big Baller Brand. I don't know. Speaking of which, um, that brings us to our next topic, man. Man, wow, 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 wow. Lonzo Ball. Tell me something. Tell me something, man. I, I've been hearing a lot about Lonzo Ball in the NBA. Yeah, Lonzo Ball. He just uh, you know he he's he started out his season and um you know it's it's, it's underway. We've been waiting for this for a long time because a lot of hype. It's been hadn't been this much hype around a, a a new rookie since LeBron. I would say so. What, you know you just what about the shoes though, man? Come, come on, what about he, the paraphernalia, he, the Perry baby? Come he, on, he, he's he's been hooping in the in the big baller brands. He been you know thousand dollar shoes, baby. Get your shoes. No, the, what you you want the you talking about the sign ones? The sign the, those those are the ones that are that come in the box. Those sign, are ones that are, sealed, delivered. They're mines. Yeah, did you get did you get a pair? You bought you bought them. I hope they're gonna come on time. They said I think they said November. I bought the yeah, uh, black joints when they re, the re-release the reboots. Yeah, I mean, well, you ain't got a choice. You know, if you if you bought the old ones, they they scrapped those and then they they replaced them with the ZO two. Whoop 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 whoop. Yeah, yeah. So um, but um, Lonzo Ball, you know, he just started his his NBA career, so we definitely had to discuss that. And we have a correspondent. We have a call. I know you tell me. That's right. That's right. All the way out of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, my brother James Staples. I'm going to dial him up right now. James Staples, Thomas's little brother, guys. So, you know, hopefully we don't have any any, any brother shenanigans. But, I mean, well, I guess we can. That'd be be shenanigans. Older brother, older brother, little brother shenanigans. Here we go. Him telling him, Shut hey, what's up. going on? Oh, there he is. It's James Staples, you guys. Welcome to God Knows My Heart's podcast, man. Uh, what's up, so- James? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. No problem, no problem. All right, so look, man, you know we're we're, we're talking all things Lonzo, man. He just started his his career in the NBA, and it's been a lot of talk, you know, about him and his dad. So you know, usually we have our correspondents. We we we, we let them get the floor first. So you know, James, what what, what do you think about Lonzo Ball? He just started. He played the Clippers and played the Suns and got some other games on his belt. What you think? Is he doing it? Oh well, he's definitely. Um... It's it's mixed results right now to to open up the season. Uh, they just played the Pelicans last night, and um, I think he only had eight points, eight rebounds, thirteen assists, something like that. So um, his best game so far has been against the the Suns for sure, with a uh, twenty nine, eleven, and nine assists. So he almost had a triple double in his second professional game. So it's like you can definitely see the potential, um, but it, make no mistake about it, he's definitely a nineteen year old rookie in the NBA. You can obviously see. He's got some growth that needs to happen. He's definitely undersized. You know what I'm saying? Dude, 6'6", six, six, and weighs like a buck 90. I mean. Is he just a buck 90? Buck 90. So, buck 90, man. That's 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 not even $2. It's not even two whole dollars, man. You're going to need change, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but you know, he, like, like you say, he's 19, though. He's, he's 19. I remember when I was 19, I wasn't really quite filled out to my man frame. So, right. you know, so, he, you, you, remember, you remember LeBron. LeBron was like what? You know, six eight. He still was on like two twenty, two ten, two twenty. Yeah, but LeBron came in the league with some with some muscle on him. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, he filled out some more, but he was a lot more pro ready when it comes to his body than Lonzo is. You know, Lonzo looks small out there compared to everybody. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think, I think, like, what, what do you think about the hype, though? You know, a lot of people have been have, have been addressing the hype between him and what his dad has been doing. You know, I want to. What, what, what are you thinking about that? Because I know I have my thoughts, but like I said, I want to let you let you start us off. <laughs> so, I, it's my my opinion is kind of it's twofold. So, initially, when Levar got onto the scene uh, last year, he he was making a lot of outspoken, outrageous comments. He still is. Let me just get that out there. But um. And I really personally, as a fan of sports, I just I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't a fan of it at all. I didn't like it. I mean, he's just he's a loud mouth. He makes outrageous comments. A lot of them are just hot, hot hyperbole. He's just he's just talking out the side of his neck, man. Um, but then they recently started putting out. And I don't know if y'all had a chance to watch this. They every Sunday they're putting out a um, yeah on Facebook. This, this, yeah, the series on, um, yeah, Ball in the Family. Ball in the Family, man. Yeah, man. Maybe want to get the shoes even more. If you haven't seen it, I recommend Thomas, watching. Thomas is on crack or something right now. What's wrong with your big brother, James? The the show is really good though, and what it, what I've seen is as an insight into Lavar and the family dynamic. You know, outside of the public eye and outside of his his commentary on all the the sports shows and stuff like that. And what I see is a guy who really is a good father and cares about his kids. And you know, he's he's still a vocal father, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's not as, like, outrageous. He's not as crazy as he's coming across in the public eye. And so, like, it's definitely two dynamics there, but... Um, I will have to say, I, I did watch the uh, one of the episodes where they were uh, jet skiing, and I believe... Oh, the latest one? Yeah, oh, was that the latest one? And one mm-hmm. of the kids, um, well, supposedly one of the kids ran into, crashed into the jet ski and may have, may have damaged it and caused some, you know some damages to, to, to be incurred. But then we find out later in the episode that that in fact was not the case. And the kid was really vouching for one of the elderly gentlemen who actually did the, uh, the accident. And it's so that shows a bit of, of, of humility. And it also shows a, a bit of integrity that we, you know, it's good to see that the kids also aren't just about the sports and aren't just about, you know, balling out as they say, but they also have some integrity. So yeah, that I do like that insight of the show. It gives. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But to just kind of circle back to the original point, um, I think I think Levar, he's more, he's definitely put a target on on all of his kids back. And Lazo, you know, he's the first one in the NBA right now. We're expecting at least at least the youngest one to make it, and maybe the middle child. But there's definitely a target on they on on his kids back, whether he wants to admit it or not. And guys are just gonna come after them, come after him every single game, man. You know, I mean. Here's the thing, you know, when 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 he first came, I already I already knew what he was doing. I already knew what Lavar was doing. I was I was a I've, I've been a Lavar fan since day one. And then you know, once the Facebook episodes have dropped, you know, on every Sunday, I've I've seen them all. I've seen them all. And and who he is and what he is, I already knew who he was. You know, because that guy, a, a, like a lot of black people who just like really grew up in the hood, we know that that dad. We know that dad, that bombastic dad who is, yeah. you know, who's over his family, who who runs the family, who has a tight ship on the family, who makes it happen, who's there and doing all that. A lot of white people, majority of white people, they don't they don't know that they don't know that guy because for one, media feeds you the narrative that black men aren't aren't in the homes. You know, we don't we don't like children. We run out on our children, so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. um, you know. Like like Lavar Lavar has been very shrewd in what he's doing. He's built up hype around his children. If you look at Lonzo and all three of his sons, all three of his sons are they got the one in UCLA got money. The youngest one is good. They all are pre setting them up for greatness already. And yep. and and here's the thing with with hype, even LeBron like people people are saying Lavar put this 
target on their back. But I'm pretty sure, like a lot of people feel like that's bad for them. Any one of them wouldn't have it any other way because LeBron had a target on his back because he had hype. If you have hype, you got a target. It don't matter where the hype come from. If the hype come, like LeBron, his hype came from, he was just so good. His game was on pay-per-view in high school. He came mm-hmm. into the league with hype because once you got hype, then you got eyeballs on you. You got eyeballs on you. Everybody want a piece of that limelight. So Patrick Beverly with the Clippers, the very first game of Lonzo, he came at Lonzo because he know. The eyes are on Lonzo. So if the eyes on him, I'm checking him. The eyes going to be on me. I'm trying to get some shine out here, baby. I'm trying to make me some money. So, you know, a lot of people say it's LeVar's fault. But the thing is, is hype is hype. It don't matter where it come from or where it came from. Everybody wants that hype. Everybody wants those eyes on them so they can do what they're going to do. Because a lot of people get get underrated, get swept down the rug. You got Dennis Smith Jr. with the Mavericks. He's talking like a little hype, just a little hype. But everybody else in, in, this, in this class, the number one pick got less hype than the number two pick. That rarely ever happens. Rarely, if ever. Like, if, if Lonzo won in this draft, Markel Fultz would have been, all the eyes would have been on him. But they not because LeVar made it happen for his children. So I have no qualms with anything he's started to do. And even now, he's created an empire for them boys. He knows exactly what he's doing. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to, too, is the empire he's created. I mean, yeah, he, he definitely... Um, came out with a lot of of of, of noise and, and and marketing and 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 big boobastic you know uh, we gonna do this we gonna do that and probably mostly prophetic in a lot of sense spoken into existence yeah baby. and so and so the thing that uh, the thing that i see is is that like with the shoes to me all lonzo has to do is have a decent season he don't have to have a stellar season his rookie season he's just a decent season and i see the value of them shoes are gonna be etched in uh, the sand. I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna start to increase over time, just like any other like the sneakers or anything like that. So again, prophetically, he spoke that into existence. He started them high; they are gonna keep going high. You know, as long as Lonzo, you know, upholds his part. But then you got other you got the other angle of like just the fact that let's celebrate the fact that we got this African American dad doing right by his kids and trying to do something positive. It don't matter if you think he's overbearing or not, because guess what? We got one on the books, baby. And only we had one on the books. He started a brand with it. Big baller brand. He started a brand with it. Not just yeah, my I'm son a, can I'm play basketball. But not only that, yeah, you get you a shirt, everybody support. But now you got you got the African American business started. This gonna be family owned, family run. And guess what? It looks good. It's doing good. Now I know they had some criticism from Kobe, which I wanted to ask you guys about. What do y'all think about the the guys who are already in the NBA, you know, or 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 the old retired gentlemen who are speaking on this subject, because I've been hearing a lot of backlash. Like Kobe said, you know, he, he talked about the shoes, saying the shoes can't be a science project, can't just be stitching and glue, you know, and you know, uh, but it's funny because you look at Kobe when he came in, he didn't make twenty nine. I don't think he did twenty nine uh, points in the game until his, se- his second season. I mean, he, he was so, but, but when know, he did, it, he still was younger than Lonzo because Lonzo had to be a one and done. He still was younger than Lonzo. Okay, but it was his second season. This is Lonzo first season, but so I'm just kind of like you know. So 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 it's justified. You saying? No, nah, I mean I think I think they're kind of like on the same plane. But also you got to understand the coach when when Kobe came in, Kobe didn't come in with the expectations. Lonzo, Lonzo come in, it's just put on his shoulders. So I think Lonzo got had a little more pressure. So I think what what Lonzo accomplished is a little bit better than Kobe because when Kobe came in, his coach was I think Dale Harris. Dale Harris was notorious notoriously known for not playing rookies. He like you come in the league, you got like he was just like Larry Brown. The old school coaches they don't come in like oh you a rookie, you gonna throw you out there, you gonna run the team. Nah. You gotta earn your you earn your stripes. And that's the thing. So, you know, I I feel like, you know, Lonzo's coming in just a slight bit ahead of that pack. So, you know, but what are your thoughts on, you know, what these old heads been saying, James? Um, I mean, 
like pretty much like Freddie B was saying, man, it's just a it's a different it's a different mindset really too. You know, like 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 Kobe coming into the league, nothing was given to rookies. Everything was earned. You know what I mean? So there's a certain kind of mindset when they see a young cat coming out here with all the hype and then going to the the LA Lakers, one of the most prominent uh sports team franchises in any sport in the world in history and being given the reins as a starting point guard. When when questionably you got a guy in Jordan Clarkston who who's a vet and been running that team for years, you know what I'm saying, who who technically could still be starting and running it now, but you're giving you're turning the, the reins over to a rookie who's got LeVar uh, in the background yapping and yapping and yapping. So from a guy like Kobe's perspective, he's looking at like, you know, he's, he's got to feel some type of way. You know what I mean? Like, then that's just natural. So. I mean, I think also with Kobe, Kobe has interest with Nike. He has a lifetime deal. So it's like, it's money. Cause like, you got to understand, like I've read the whole statement. Kobe says, you can see on one hand, he really wants to support that black man doing his thing. Cause you know, Kobe understands that he's still black, even though, you know, he grew up in Italy, speaks Italian, his wife is white. He has mixed kids, kids still black, you know, for the most part, nonetheless, they're still black, but Kobe still understands I'm black. He's black, and so I don't want to just come against it. But on the flip side, Nike is cutting checks. So it's that money. It's kind of what we talked about in previous episodes, you and I, Thomas, about, you know, I think it was two episodes ago, um, NBA um, doing the, the anthem protest, people letting money cloud their judgment and cloud what they what they speak out and how oh, yeah. they speak. Oh, yeah. You know, and so so Kobe, you can see, like, he kind of wants to be like, you know, because he because he says BB triple the triple B's are changing the game. But on the flip side, he says, but you know the the shoes got to be quality. Everything got to be quality because he knows Nike stuff is quality. But that's the thing, though. At the end of the day, like you said, Nike's cutting checks. And one thing that that that, that people got to realize is that you know this is an opportunity for a family to get in on some of that action. But they got to create superstars for it to become as popular and for it to have as is is really as much credit. It's gonna take a while. Nike's been in it for a minute. You know, what I mean, they've been doing it for a minute. So, mm-hmm. and and the well, thing about it is, when you look at the NBA as a whole. This brand, you know, we were talking about the NFL protests and the NBA protests. Coming back to that part, you got to look at it. NFL is an American sport. This is a sport that we watch. You go anywhere else in the world, you know, they're not really watching us like that. But the NBA, that's an international sport. <laughs> that has way more appeal. So when you look at it from them two different perspectives, with the brand of the shoe that they're trying to create, they have an opportunity to make something that's even bigger than just the American, you know, just what we do over here in America. Mm-hmm. That sounds familiar. What you mean? I told Thomas that. <laughs> oh, 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 he's saying t- big oh, brother, yeah. big brother stole little brother idea. Maybe I may uh, have. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I just it just came to me. It just it was just stream of consciousness. Um, no, nah, so the backtrack to the, what you're saying though about um about pretty much growing up against Nike and everything like that. Like, you know, you already know the dynamics with with America with uh, the American power structure and systemic racism. Everything that exists in this country. And for a black family to come in and really try to change the game with the, with the shoe with the shoe company, like this is going to be this is going to be huge if they do it without the giants. You know, you know, and initially they were trying to seek a billion dollar deal from whomever decided to sign or whoever they ink with or whatever. But now they're they're just doing it on their own, and it's going to be it's going to be revolutionary if they can really get this thing to succeed without you know, going through the Giants because nobody's done that before. You know what I mean? And you best believe Nike and whomever is on Team Nike and whoever's on Team Adidas, like whatever stars are with them, like they got their eye on the situation. Like that's that's like, so like you were saying, like, yeah, you know, 
he wants Kobe wants uh, black family to do well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he has the business interest with Nike. Man, you better believe they got an eye on this, man, because, like, if this really gets off the ground, it's going to change the game for everybody. Next thing you know, because, first of all, who whose community, you know, cares more about sneakers than ours? And but how many of us? Asians. Who, 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 who in our community has their own sneaker company, though, like that? That's really doing Nobody. that. With Marbury, Starberry. I mean, like. Oh, yeah, I remember those. <laughs> Yeah, I remember right. those Starbucks, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, man, I mean, you got the shacks out there, too. Don't You got to find the shacks at any Walmart in the hood. Well, wait a minute. Was was, was the Rainmakers? Those weren't, I thought those were Adidas. The Rainmakers? Shaq. Yeah, when he did the Rainmakers. back, I had a pair of those. Back I know about it. Yeah, he did, but now he got the actual Shaq brand. I think yeah. that's his own thing. Yeah, he got his, he got his like, own little brand. Yeah, because it, it confused me. Cause I was like, oh, I'm going to buy these Shaqs because they, they black-owned. But then I found out, oh, they weren't black-owned. They just no, they just weren't branded. Oh. I think I think, I think think with this whole thing, if B, if Triple B's big baller brand can sign like the next like the next draft, if the next big, like Zion Williamson or something, he say, like, I'm going to sign with LeVar. They, they can build it up. By the time he comes in, they sign somebody like him. They start signing some other big, you know, stars coming coming into the league. Then now, now you got now they become a formidable problem for Nike, Reebok, Adidas, so on and so forth. And then you start building that brand up, and then then you have all, like I mean, because that's really what it needs to be. All these all these black kids coming into league, like you know, look, let's let's align align ourselves with another black owned business to where mm-hmm. Nike and all these people have to respect us. So now it's like because like right now. America don't they they don't really have to respect the black athlete because all their money is coming from white people. So it's like you know you know black man if you get out of line too much you start galvanizing black people too much we're gonna just cut all cut all your money off we're gonna just and cut you off. Makes, and that's what makes Levar Ball so dangerous and such a polarizing figure. Yes, it's because he's outspoken. But guess what? They have they answer to nobody. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Had, yes. had, had, had he been had a uh, Zobin signed to Nike or whoever, they could easily tell him like, "Look, man, your dad's bad for your, he's bad for your image with us." You know what yes. I'm saying? He got to tone it down. So that's the and that, and it really all kind of comes full circle. I know you kind of threw the NFL in there. Like at the end of the day, man, all the messaging gets lost. What what it boils down to, it's just about it's about control. You know what I'm saying? When you have these dominant minority figures who don't who, who you cannot control that's a problem that's yes. a problem for the system you know what i'm saying yeah and um i don't know man they gotta they gotta watch out because like i said man let if this takes off man this we could be on to something we could really be on to something and you know and i hope it takes off like i hope do. it takes off yo for sure but you know how they do is though like they're gonna find any and i say uh they're gonna they're gonna try to do anything and everything they can to diminish the image and the and the and the reputation of that product of of that shoe, whoever they are, anything, anything they can find out, they're gonna try to do it. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. and and I think it's interesting, interesting what you're saying because uh, Michelle Beadle from Sport on Sports Nation on ESPN, she had like a rant about Lavar because he, uh, you know, Stephen A. just had his. It was Stephen A. and then uh, Neil. I forgot Neil's last name. That he's usually on Sports Center. They talk with um, Lavar right after the game with the Clippers and Patrick Beverly, and he was asking them about his son's game. And Lavar spent kept spinning it to some positive, and they were like, "What? But your son did horrible." And it's like, you know, what do you expect his dad to do? Be on TV and bash his son? He spent it into some positive, and how he spent it was very great. It was like actually he's. You know, it makes sense. It's, it's it's somewhat logical what he's saying, how he's spending. But then Michelle Beadle, she's uh she was on Sports Nation and she just like what she say? She she called the shoes garbage, the logo garbage, 
and she just <laughs> wished she would go away and she hates seeing ESPN like she just went in like on a personal type level and I think that speaks to white people seeing black people being unapologetically black and but then he can do that because who's gonna check him like in the words of a uh, uh, old girl from Real Housewives of Atlanta who gonna check him who gonna check LeVar ain't nobody can check because he owned everything he owned Big Baller brand all that and what y'all gotta understand too man is like the 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 establishment is going to have an issue with this absolutely but when you uh when you watch the the footage from like those tournaments when they were uh when Melo's team was in Los Angeles and everything else like that there's a whole generation of young people who love LeVar Ball and they're going to grow up they're going to grow up idolizing this dude and that and that's and that's building the foundation for the future so like he's going to rock the establishment they're not going to like him they're not supposed to like him but the young folks out here, this next generation, this post-millennial generation is coming up, man. So then LeVar Ball is going to be this this iconic figure because that's what it is. They stay, I mean, they they packed out arenas mm-hmm. and they were saying LeVar's name. They yeah, they was there to see Melo and Zion Williamson, whoever whoever else, but they was asking for LeVar's autograph as well. So like I don't oh know, yeah, man. even at the Lakers game, like I remember uh, one of the sports center guys said it was a line from courtside all the way up into the into the uh, uh, rotunda. To get a selfie with LeVar. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that people have to remember that, you know, yeah, he may not have had a great career. Uh, he may, he, I don't even think he played professional ball. No, nah, he didn't play professional but, ball. But, he you played know, a he, practice team in NFL. He talked about being able to beat Michael Jordan and all this other stuff. He talked so much stuff, but he's really done talked himself into a position of NBA uh, history. And without without ever playing a game with NBA. Dude is a genius, man. I'm like, I, I just... I just I just don't really see how people like you look at the business of it. I don't see how you could just like not. You got to respect LeVar Ball. The game, the Ain't game, you? game recognized game, baby. You got to respect the game. What doing. The, the people playing the game know what's up. They know what's going on and they know what to do with it. But they they have to be on the defensive because right now he's put an offensive move. He's he's he said what he's going to do. He started doing what he's going to do. What else are you going to do? You but but respond to that. Do do. Right. You like go do do. If you don't like Lavar, you you if you don't respect and you don't like Lavar, you got to be stupid. You got to be just like Brandon. If you look at what he's done, like look at because this time last year, he was nowhere near on the level of wh- nope. where he is now. And even two years ago, you look at the progression in two years, it's been strat- stratospheric. Is that a word? Stratospheric. I don't know. I, I I would just say it would be it was extraordinary. It's been it was uh, extraterrestrial. It was yes, it was uh terrestrially extra. Yes. I mean, but but uh James, you 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 talked about his his latest game and his stats. I mean, even at eight, eight and thirteen, thirteen assists, <laughs> that's that's pretty that's pretty good for a rook in his third, fourth game. I yeah. mean, like dude, dude is dude is he's balling. I mean, he's balling and he's on the way. Cause dad said he's gonna get rookie of the year. He said he said Lakers go to the he, he said the Lakers gonna go to the playoffs. I don't know about that, but rookie of the year. Very much in sights. But let's just say they do go to the playoffs. Okay. Does that oh take my God. that takes the brand up a whole nother lodge? Oh, they go to the playoffs. It's, it's OV, son. My shoes is gonna be worth way more money. And yeah, they go to the playoffs, it's gonna be Oh, but also, James, have you did, did you hear his song, Super Saiyan, he dropped right after the Suns game? I don't know, man. I don't know about the Super Saiyan. No, nah, what? Oh, you, you didn't hear it? No, nah, what happened? Yeah, so you know, Lonzo raps too, so he dropped he dropped a new song called Super Saiyan uh, right after the Suns. Thomas saying he didn't like it. I thought I thought it was I thought it was pretty. I thought it was cool for like for the young kids. But yeah. what what I will say, he had another song called Z O Two that he already had out because it's on title. You can go check it out on title. They both sound very 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 similar. 
but you know, I, I like I like his voice texture when he's when he's rapping. He has a good flow. He rides the beat really well. Um, both this both the songs are pretty much about the same thing. But you know, as far as rapping, I think he 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 he's he's moving around. He's up there with uh you know him and Dame Lillard as far as the yeah. the sports athletes rapping. They so he's better he's better than Shaq then. Better than Shaq. Yes, he's definitely better than Shaq. I mean, yes. it, it's not, it, it don't take too much to be better than Shaq. Right. You know I mean? I All you gotta do is sing your ABCs, and you better than Shaq. <laughs> I didn't say I that shit. What about athletes though? That like that rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like Levar Ball said, man, stay in your lane. You feel me? You gotta focus on this NBA season right now, baby. Get in the studio in the off season. You feel me? I mean, but I, I think are you, you know, if you watching, like, like I said, I've been watching the Facebook thing, and that happened all off season. He was in the studio yeah. real heavy, so you know, he probably could have recorded his super scion. His girl got. He needs to drop that girl though. He needs to drop her. I, I think hey, she, yeah, yeah, I think she's a leech. I mean, I've been watching her. She's she getting mad over the wrong stuff. She's upset about the wrong stuff. She's just trying to make waves. You know, she's using this opportunity of this Facebook show to make some waves for herself so she can make a little name. Because because okay. at, at the end of the day, the, the stuff she getting mad over, man, kick rocks. He can tell her to kick rocks. Pussy ain't that good, man. I can get some more pussy. I'm a basketball player. I'm an NBA bitch. Thomas is, hey, is a savage. He's heartless. He's savage, savage AF. Hey, he could drop her, but guess what? I'll pick her up though, man. Tell me you wouldn't hit though. Hey. I mean, she she she's straight. She she real average though. She I don't know if average. I want no. I don't know if I want no use Levar Ball pussy. I mean, Lonzo Ball pussy. I mean, with I mean, if, if, if you're using that logic, right? Every chick you've been with, some use vagina. First of all, every chick I went, virgin. first of all, every chick I went with ain't been with no Lonzo Ball. That's all I gotta say. She been right. She been with somebody else. That's not Lonzo Ball. I don't she want no use Lonzo Ball pussy. Oh, not Why not? I don't want no use Lonzo Ball pussy because that's not gonna go up in value like the shoes. Everybody on this phone this call is, 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 of the, is, is of the thirty-year-old age bracket. Ain't ain't nobody you finna hit these days not gonna have used pussy. So I'm just saying. unless they a virgin. <laughs> Unless they are ripe, they are ripe. And it, it, look, and let me just say this to be clear: it's nothing wrong with a lady who's been around the block. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I just don't want no Lavar Lonzo Mellow Ball pussy. Hey, look, man. Look, one one thing I one thing I've heard about a hoe is hoes know how to do it and when to do it. She can suck me up though. Uh, Slap yeah. on my knob. Oh, he's terrible. No, all, all, all them girls on that show are annoying, though. I will say that. Like, uh, I like. Lonzo's I want girl, women. I want women. Jello's girl. They all annoying. They friends. They just annoying. You see, you hear what I Freddie like B Jell-O. saying. You hear what he's like saying. Jell-O. He's saying, "Girl, I want women. I don't I want like a Jell-O's. girl. I got a woman. That's all I, I need." Like, I feel like Jello's chick is a little bit more more mellow though. Jello's girl yeah. is more mellow. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. J- Jello's girl, she a little more chill. She's a little more chill, but it's it's, it's, it's that one friend that be with him too. She just Lonzo's girl is annoying, and they friend is annoying. She along for the ride, man. Annoying you know, is a mug. Got to be put on. You exactly. know, she about to get. That's that's for the team. She there for the team. You feel me? Exactly. All right, my man but, uh, James, man, appreciate you joining us, talking uh, talking some Lonzo hey, talk. Before y'all let me go, though, I made the last point about my man LeVar. I see you trying to close me out, but listen, um, I, <laughs> with, with with everything being said, man, and like you said, he's he's brilliant when it's, when it's coming to like what he's doing for himself, the identity, the branding, the attention, what what what's that's going to do for Big Baller. But I just want to say, going forward, man, you got to we just got to make sure we keep an eye on him and hold him accountable as well, man, just as a people, because. You know, once he gets this fame and this notoriety and everything else that comes with it, and we start supporting him, everything picks up steam. He has yet to show, just on a grand scale, if he's gonna do anything for the culture, anything for the for for the to give back. You know what I'm saying? He's taking uh-huh. care of his family. He's getting his family set up. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm all about that, and I support right. that. You know what I'm saying? 
But what's he gonna do with it? I'm not ready to just anoint him and just hand him the crown and give him all my love because he got to do something. He got to he got to make something of it. You know what I'm saying? You turn that around, do something for the people. Otherwise, you know, you ain't really for the people. I mean, I mean, the thing with that is, you know, you're right. But I mean, I'm not gonna do that to every, you know, to every black person that comes along. You know, it's, me is all about supporting. If you don't, then you don't. I mean, it's just like in my personal life with friends or family, whoever. It's like you know, I do things for people, and you know, I don't, I don't expect for you to give back to me i would like for you to oh i've been looking out for you i've done this i i would think that okay you look out for me if you don't then you don't you know that don't stop my show but i would i would have no problem giving you initially giving you the opportunity to be great to wash my back at a later date and then if you don't then i understand okay you're not gonna wash my back and it's cool so with so with lavar him being a black man is like I'm not gonna be like okay well you know you better well, I'm I'm looking skeptically like you know you better do something for the culture it's like I'm gonna support him and if he gets big and then he just does stuff his family and does things on his own and doesn't give back to the culture then okay cool you know whoever's next that's black support them as well because we need as many people as possible for opportunity because no, you know we, sure. we we can't see the future. You know, I, I can't I can't look at Thomas and know his intentions. I can't look at James and know your intentions. But I'm not gonna be skeptical on what James is doing because it's like, okay, well, James, you better because that's not what white people do. White people don't look at like, well, you better give something back to the white. You Jewish, you you better do something with the Jewish community. Is you Jewish? I rock with you. If you get but, sideways, it's like, oh, okay, then the Jewish community like, oh, look, Rosenberg over there got sideways. We don't mess with him no more. Man, but at the same time though. It's it's, been, it's not so it's not so much about when I say giving back like not even just financially I'm just saying just watch you you just gotta before you attach yourself he's been outspoken and outrageous enough that you just don't know what may come out of that man's mouth next you know what I'm saying so like let's just say for instance if they if they ask him about the NFL protest or if they ask him about some some issues that you know we as a community are identifying with. You just be you, you don't know you don't know which side he gonna go on quite yet you just don't know we can assume that you know he might identify he may be down for the cause and everything else but i wouldn't be surprised if he said some ignorant shit about some 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 issues that are really important to our community and it'd be one of them slap your head moments like come on man like oh yeah i mean if he did that then it'd be like oh then you know we'll, we'll I, i'll get with him then you know what i mean like right now he has my support if he got sideways then then it's like what i'm not with that then you know we'll we'll check it when we get there. So so what I'm hearing is you know, you know Lavar Ball, we got your back, man. We out here, we rocking with you. The community is definitely rocking with you and everything you got going on, man. Keep it up. Keep the family. Hey, hey, keep the family going. Rich, do all that, but don't but 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 don't forget, man. What have you done for me lately? Alright, man. <laughs> he's a risk, man. He's a risk. Got to watch them ones. They they be risky. Exactly. You know? I mean, but you know that that's that's a that's a valid he, point. He got that Raven Simone. You feel me? He got like that Raven Simone. Oh, no, no. Nah, no, bruh, bruh. No, nah, bruh, no, bruh. He ain't got the no, Raven. Raven. He ain't got the Raven, man. You lost us there, John. Nah, he can't got the Raven, baby. No, he ain't he got the Raven. Now, the Raven, now, she, 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 she wag, not black. Right, exactly. You no, know, I'm saying potential. It's like, well, you, well, you, she was the culture for years, and all it takes is one statement. You'd be like, oh, hey. But, no, but, no, but, no. But, but, Raven didn't do nothing. Raven was just, just was black, just acting. She wasn't supporting but, anything. But you also understand, Raven's been in, in, a, in a bubble. Since exactly. she since she was a baby, yes. she's been in a bubble. Yes. So she was a baby. So she don't know what she's yes. talking about. Yes. She's just talking off the hip of her experience, not the hip of the the whole uh, American uh, ethos. Yes, exactly. You right. All I'm saying is, look, man. If three years from now we hear some dumb shit, just you can refer. This shit's gonna be. A, we gonna have this conversation recorded. It's like your boy yeah. James. He a. I'm I'm on him. I'm watching, but when we got you, we got you. What have you done for me lately? Exactly. We got you. 
brother man. I appreciate y'all having me on today, man. This was awesome. We need to do this more often. Oh yeah, we will. We will. We 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 got you down, Mr. Staples. We we will definitely bring you back so we can argue, so we can roast you and uh chop you down. You know, it's, it's all okay. love. Oh man. All right, y'all. Well, appreciate it, man. Only God knows my heart. Exactly. He only he the only one who knows your heart. The way you talking. <laughs> appreciate you, James. We'll holler at you, man. All right, all right, my bro. Peace. Speaking of what have you done for me lately, we got to talk about a little situation in America that's been going on for quite some time. And it's it's now starting to come to the light. And that is what has been done in the dark when it comes to misusing your power to get sex or or to solicit sex from people who are trying to grow their careers. I'm talking about none other than Harvey Weinstein. You read that so dramatic right there, boy. Ooh. You had to because he's you know he's in the film business, so you got to give him like a you know you got to do like a little dramatic, you know monologue opener for that joint. You know what I'm saying? Because he he's in entertainment. But what is what is what is sad about the situation is he is a very powerful. And don't get me wrong. Yeah. Bill Cosby was powerful. Or well, is you know was powerful and influential, you know. Uh, R. Kelly is powerful and, and, and influential. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of powerful and influential men in Hollywood and in entertainment and music. But Harvey Weinstein and the Weinstein Company has put on so many stars. I didn't even think. I didn't even. I was looking at some of them. And I was like, oh man, look at. This. I didn't even know some of these associations actually existed. Mm-hmm. You know, these like, uh, you know, Lupita, uh, can't think of her full name. Yango, Lupita Nyango. You know, and uh, just, just just these associations. And I even saw Gabrielle Union speaking out about the situation the other day on the, um, she was on Sway in the Morning. Okay. And she kind of dropped. She, she's been raped before. Yeah, she's been, she's had a situation where she's been raped before, but she dropped a few nuggets about when you get in the industry, the things that people are willing to do Mm-hmm. And the people who will take advantage of what people are willing to do, mm-hmm. and you know when this 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 narrative just seems to continue to be more and more exposed. And don't get me wrong, I am happy on some levels that it is out because now we can talk about it again. But I'm but mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering how deep does this go because oh. we're talking about this is the top, this is the Weinstein company. Man, look, I wouldn't you know? be surprised. I mean. Here's how you know it goes super deep because we we've had a lot of the women coming out, which is, you know, which I'm I'm happy it's coming out because you know we got to dig up all those nasty roots because you've had these women coming out and then you also had some guys come out. Corey Feldman, he talked about uh, Corey Haim, the two Corys. They were you know Corey Feldman was in the Goonies. They were Corey him and Corey Haim where they were 80s and 90s. They were like the kid actors killing it. Uh, Terry Crews talked about when he was at a party with his wife this dude just came up and just grabbed his nuts yeah yeah now and he wasn't talking about Harvey in particular yeah, he wasn't talking about Harvey he, he, about somebody he did else. come back and clear that up that he wanted to be sure that people knew that he was saying it was another producer but mm-hmm. on, on the same lines of what he was saying in the same lines of what Harvey is being accused of that same thing has happened to him so he, right. he was clear about that too that's and, make and, sure and, and, and that's, the, that's the whole thing it's like you got you, it's pervasive with children, men, women. There, there, there is. I, I honestly don't think that there's anybody, one person being singled out. It's everybody, man. Oh, but, even Matt Damon came out and said some stuff, and, and and it's it's sad because he was trying to speak out against the injustice that Harvey Weinstein has caused these women, 
And because of his past, right, people reminded him of what he's done back in the day. He mm-hmm. he started to back up. And so we can't, we got to stop silencing each other. We got to talk about this because this, there's a huge issue. Uh, Donald Trump, huge, huge. There's a huge Bigly. Bigly issue huge. that needs to be addressed. And it's, it is the treatment of people in the workplace. It is the taking advantage of your power and taking power from, like we had last week, uh, Sharon on, she talked about the, the idea, you know, rape being the removal of power, taking the power from another person. Right. That's what is happening here. People are just stripping people of their power. You're going to have to do this to get here. You know, Lapita's story, I love Lapita. She quoted Harvey as saying, are we good? And well, she said to him, are we good? And he said to her, we are, but I don't know about your career. Man, what kind of what kind of mess is that? Because very, I won't get ambi- with you. Very ambiguous statement to, just to strike fear. Just to strike fear in her. I mean, but one, one thing I want to say is I will be willing to bet money. All these cases we've heard from Corey Feldman to pedophilia all, and from the women harassing and the homosexually, homosexual harassment with Terry Crews and the other men on men, all these people preparing all these people perpetuating these crimes have been white men. And because it's that power structure, because in America, in the world, white men are the power. They're Bill the ones O'Reilly. That, yeah. They're the ones in power. So they're the ones that kind of, you know, cause when, when, when you, when you're born a white man, and you, and you go throughout this world, like, you know that you can pretty much do what you want. So it's kind of it's kind of like that 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 thing to it's like almost like drug. It's a drug. Power is a drug. So it's like if you're taking a drug, like people who start out with oxycontin uh, a pill, they start start out with oxycontin. They end up going to hard heroin. They go into heroin. They end up smoking it. Then they end up injecting it. You keep going to get to satisfy your high. So I'm not saying all white men, of course not, but I'm saying a lot of those, a lot of it start with that. And I'm not saying it's only white men. Obviously, it's probably some other different type of men, but the vast majority of them are white men and we have to address that power structure and all this kind of goes back to equality if you have everybody with with somewhat at least somewhat of an equal seat at the table that kind of dissipates that power structure that is that is in in america that right. permeates throughout the world to where it's just like power is automatically assigned to you being white and you being male and then, and then and then you get to you get to uh, uh fulfill your royal loins because you're a exactly. white male and you know let me and let me just for people who don't know, like if you haven't, if you don't know what the Weinstein Company is, for all my folks out there, I'm just, I'm going to help you out a little bit. The Django. Did I say that right? Django Unchained or Django. the Django? It's Django. Just Django. I, I, I like I to say the, the D. D. Oh, yeah. The Django. I know we know you like the D, Thomas. No, we know you love the D. <laughs> I'm just saying the D. Pause. So, King's Speech. Okay. Silver Linings Playbook. That was a good movie, too. I haven't seen that. I got to see it. Inglorious Bastards. I like Bradley Cooper. Okay. I know y'all seen this one. The Butler. Yeah, I remember the Butler. Okay, we got that. Okay. Scary Movie 4. I, I didn't see that, but it actually made money. 90 million. Scary Movie 4 was Weinstein Company? Weinstein Company. I'm looking at date. I'm looking at date. Right what, what I read was, yeah, Harvey and Bob, and Bob was the one that was- Bob is the brother. Do. Bob yeah. is the brother. Bob, Bob is, he's a co-founder. Yeah, so I think, and I read that Bob would bring all like the horror type stuff. So I'm pretty sure Scary Movie 4 was Bob's- it could have been, but it was underneath their umbrella. And, and so the thing, so now, okay, now you know who we talking about, guys. And, 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 and Weinstein Company won a lot of Oscars. They, I think they got like, man, they got probably, tons. I mean, listen to the films. I just like Civil Lines Playbook. Listen, I mean, the films, you could just go back and look them up. Yeah, I think they got like half history. the Oscars in the past like decade or something like that. Oh, something crazy like that. It, yeah. And then, you know, they have other films like other companies. You may have seen stuff from uh, Miramax. Miramax. I was about to say Miriam. Radius. Kaleidoscope is a big one. Everybody's probably seen a film from or Ovation. 
and Hubbard Media. So those are some other names that are, are subsidiaries that are underneath the Weinstein brand. Oh, I, oh, wait, real quick. Miramax is actually their parents' name combined, Miriam and Max. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I read uh, that somewhere. Little nuggets for y'all guys. Mm-hmm. Now you We're know. Dropping them. So I guess they're going to have a, 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 a Barbie uh, <laughs> a company one day. They didn't put their names combined. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But the thing that I want you guys to understand is that this is not a company. This ain't MGM, right? This ain't uh, TriStar. This 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 is not a big company that has been around for many. This company got started in two thousand five, guys. Two thousand five, and they've risen to power quickly. This is to show you how white men are allowed to grow the way they are to grow. Now. You know, we got to do some research on who Bob and Harvey Weinstein are and go a little deeper to see how they got to where they are. But let's just be honest with you. They developed this conglomerate, this mega conglomerate very shortly, and they've used this conglomerate to do to do their bidding. And one of their biddings, and let me not say there, let me say one of Harvey's biddings that we know, because we don't know Bob. Bob is, you know, we're we, we waiting to hear from you, Bob. Come on out now. You know, we waiting to hear from you, but we, from what, I mean, what, what, what's Bob, happening with Bob Harvey. said he's kind of, he, I think I read that he was behind getting Harvey removed. From the Weinstein Company uh, being a call. We need to hear him say something. And apparently they, they don't speak anymore. They don't speak, but they, they're they brothers, but we need to hear him say something. We need to hear, because at the end of the day, you know, like like our friend, I mean, you know, if you guys haven't listened to our uh, episode last week, I, I really highly encourage you to listen to it. We're going to have Sharon on some more. But like she said last week, the men need to speak up mm-hmm. because the men not speaking is yeah. a part of the problem which perpetuates this behind the closed door stuff that happens, you know, mm-hmm. the power removal behind closed doors because, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so say Bob did get Harvey removed and hold on. We need to know that the people need to hear that. Then cause that's a part of the healing process, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as well as Harvey coming out and saying, you know, apologizing for the things he's done and owning up to the things he's done, you know? And the thing that I see is, is we need, to get all this stuff in the light, you know, Oprah, I said, I said, I just said this Oprah was on CBS, um, earlier, uh, this past week, I think, yeah, earlier this past week, promoting her book. But she said one thing she said, although she gave a very ambiguous answer to the situation of, of Harvey Weinstein, which I thought was very ambiguous. She, one thing she said that it is, that is very important is that we need to talk about it. This is our time as a nation to put it out and talk about it. She said, let's not, let's not let this pass us again and just point the finger and keep blaming, you know, let's do more than that. Let's get it out on the table. Who else has been hurt by this? Not just Harvey, but other executives. Let's get it all out while we oh, got yeah. it out. Let's get it out. She said, cause she said, even she's experienced, you know, molestation in her life. And she understands what that was like when she was a kid. Right. I mean, speaking so, of other, other execs, I read about a uh, Tobek cause he just came out. He's a, he's a big director in um in Hollywood. What does he got? What he got? Put it out for the people. Tell us something he got. Just give us one or two Tobek so, things. Like he he's he's um so like I just put up this one article. The Guardian of the Galaxy director. Ooh, Guardian he, of the he, Galaxy. That's yeah. that's a man. No, 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 that's the, a cult the, following. The, the, the director of the movie called out James Tobek oh, for se- sexual oh, harassment. You got me excited for a second. I got too excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But James 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 Tobek, he uh he he would harass women do the same thing Harvey would he would meet women and then like he would like masturbate in front of them look in their eyes tell them to grab his nipples so he can so he can come and rub his crotch on them all this type of stuff and he but he would keep his 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 credentials handy so when he would meet women he would talk to them hey I've done this I've done this and then the Google search him like boom here look I've done this and then get women to say hey look if you want to be a part of this business you got to be able to be uncomfortable but still act 
so it, but like the same thing like you brought up Lapita's um article and Lapita talks about how the lines of intimacy and professionalism can sometimes be blurred because she had a class where they had to massage each other to get ready for a, mm-hmm. a an audition. But this was like in their school class amongst everybody, but it wasn't, it wasn't harassment. It was just like massage techniques. So you have these different things in, in the environment of acting, especially in acting. Like that's one thing. I mean, I'm not really an actor. I'm, I'm a host. But actors is so subjective on who's good, who isn't, who gets a chance, who doesn't. And so that's where a lot all these things can happen. You have this hotbed right. of, oh, well, uh, an exec might not have been on the flip side. An exec might not have even been like, hey, look, you need to do something. Is that like, you know, hey, look, I'm going to see your talent, like do a scene, do your monologue. But then the person on the other side thinking like, if I do a little something, I make them holler, I get a dollar, do something strange, a little piece of change, do something to convince and, them. And to your point, you know, I, that, that's why I, I, I brought up earlier Gabrielle Union. She spoke She spoke from both sides of that. Mm-hmm. She spoke from the side of the executives who, like, like she gave the example when she went out for a Tupac. I forget which uh, music video it was, but she was going out for a Tupac music video back in the day. And she said there was a oh, line. Music video. Oh, she said there was a line around the block. Women came and like the short shorts, everything like they mm-hmm. came out ready to go, and they waited for hours just to just to twerk. Basically, what we call twerking. That's what they were doing. They were booty shaking mm-hmm. in front of Tupac to audition for the video. And when she got in the room for her audition, she talked about okay how she thought in her mind, dang, I'm willing to do anything to get on. Like I'm right now, I'm willing to. I'm about to shake this thing to just to get on. And she said, how many women have thought this same thing that I'm thinking? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, all the all of his constituents in the room, how they weren't so nice. They weren't so um, accommodating that they're about to do a very vulnerable act as an audition to to showcase their talents. And Tupac, you know, although he was like, she said he was the nicest of them all, which was crazy. He, you know, he was very, you know, uh, understanding and, and very sensitive about what was going on. Some of the people he had in the room weren't. Some of the people what she oh, called yeah. constituents, they weren't. They the were like they were the worst ones. Yeah, the the the, 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 the niggas with you, the the right. the, the, the entourage. Were. And so it's to that point that you were just making, you know, there there's two sides of it. There's people who want to get on. I mean, she she gave one. There's one other story she gave where they were going to audition for a movie, and she didn't tell us which movie it was because she said that would tell you who this goes. But she said, I'm gonna just say you this every black actress that is somebody in Hollywood was at this audition and you could not pull up to the man. You hit the audition was at the man's house. It was at his home and you could not, there was no parking at his home and you had to walk up a hill to get to his house. So all the black actresses parked their cars down next to the highway in California and they got out and every last one of them, the requirements was to dress a certain way, which was very, you know, like, like a, a, a provocative? Ba- no, it was basically a bra and panties. Oh. And they also, she's, so everybody's getting out. She's seeing elite. Like she's talking about the elite. Now she didn't name any names, but she was just saying, just think, you know who all the tops are. So imagine all of us walking up half naked to audition for a role. That's how bad people want it in this industry. They, they walking up and they, they damn near naked. And she's seeing her, 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 her uh, coworkers, her, her colleagues. And then she's thinking in her mind, this is what we got to go through to get it. So that's all to your point. And I, I love that Gabrielle Union has been very candid lately about her life and with her new book. I may need some more wine. Y'all go get that. I think that's going to be good. Or we may need some more wine. But, you know, I think she's been very candid. And that's to your point of people willing to do 
whatever they got to do, as well as people on the power side are willing to take your power away and say whatever they got to say just to see if you're going to do it. Like, let me see if I can exactly. if I can set this situation up so that they come up and do some freaky stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, Look I, at my credentials. Exactly. I think it's a, it's a, it's a toxic mix of on one side, people going to do whatever. On the other side, people will take whatever. Now, I want to ask you, Freddie B, something it's specific because we you did bring this up. We're talking about, you know, like you said, people going to do whatever, people going to take whatever. But uh, see, is it, is it Louis C.K.? Have you heard this this story? Is it Louis C.K. or C.K. Louis? Louis? The comedian? Louis C.K., yeah. The comedian. You know, I know I know you, Freddie B, he does a lot of comedy. You know, he's he's in that comedy area. He's hosting and he's doing a lot of stuff out there. So if y'all want to get at him, get at him. But I really want to ask you, what did you think about that? I mean, I heard that when I read the story about him and, and having female prospects or female comedians he would invite them to his room and masturbate in front of them and would block the door so they couldn't leave that is so crazy like what is what is that about? about that yeah i was reading the story and i was like what is like louis ck been doing some wild stuff as a wild boy like what is that about i mean I, what do you think about that him, 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 him doing like i mean yeah, weird stuff. i mean because here's here's the thing here's the thing i mean what, what i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm I'm address that i also want to say that's why also we need you know more than just white men in rooms. We need women, white women, black women, black men. We need a, a multitude of people in casting rooms, people making decisions because if you if all these women like the music video, you walk in there and there's Tupac, some dudes in there, but there's also two other women in there, then now we now we now we got more of a realistic expectation of what you gotta do. If it's just a whole bunch of men in there just like, oh, it's a meat factory, then you know bitches gonna come in there and bust it wide open. And cause all the men gonna just feed into it. And then if there's a dude in there that's like has the conscience, he probably gonna get drowned out. Like I'm a man, I gotta go along with this. But if you got some women in there, then it's like, hold on, no, I'm not. I don't want to see bitches busted wide open the whole all day. No, they gonna check some of the dudes. You have more of a realistic voice in there, or you have a casting room and it's just all white people in there. It's like okay, that's that's why you see shows like The Bachelorette, you know, and the, and the black people they got casted. All the black people watching the bat this past one with ba- the Bachelorette with Rachel, the first black bachelor. We're looking at the black dudes on the show. These dudes are cornballs. All these corny ass niggas y'all got on the show. That's because ain't no black people casting. Now you look at Insecure. Why Insecure is so great? Because they have a uh, an inclusive writing process and casting. They're casting the people that's on the show are the same people casting who know that 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 arena that know that demographic. So he casting the right people to do the right roles and to do what needs to happen. It, it'd be different if Insecure had an all-white casting room and then they cast all these black people to do all these black things. It's like, y'all don't know about the culture. So it is not making no sense. Just like with The Bachelor, you see all these movies and these corny black people. It's like, how'd he get this role? That's because you got white people trying to cast and you don't have no black people in there to contribute to it. Speaking of Louis C.K., here's the thing. Like, I, I've been in situations where I've been objectified by men. Mm-hmm. Like like mm-hmm. I was a female, you know, like, like, like other male com- comedians trying to let you get on or something or what? No, nah, no, nah, just 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 like, men in general. Yeah, just men in general. Oh. I was in Atlanta one time. I was sitting on the curb because um I was going to see one of my guys, and um I was texting him like, "Hey, yo, I'm outside," because he had you know he had to get a cold to get in to right, his apartment. Right, right. So I texted him like, "Yo, I'm outside. You know, uh, buzz me up, or I'm about to buzz. You know, come down or something like that." So I'm just sitting outside on the curb. These dudes in an SUV like drove they drove into the parking structure and they kind of they like they kind of looked at me i saw them look at me but i didn't think nothing of it then they guess i guess they went into the garage and they came back i couldn't find parking and they pulled back and pulled right next to me and one of the dudes in the, in the passenger side they all staring at me and one dude was like 
Damn. Just said that. I'm looking like <laughs> straight up I'm, said it. I'm confused. I'm looking like is there is there some bad bitches behind me or something? I look behind me, there's nobody behind me. I'm the only soul sitting out there. And they looking at me like undress me with their eyes and everything. And I was like, is this what we doing? Like, really? But that just gave you an idea of like, okay, this what this what happens to women. Unfortunately, a lot of men have to experience that to really get the idea of what women are talking about when they're walking and dudes are like, oh, why don't you smile, baby? And saying stuff. And it's like, bro, you know, you say the first little thing and I ignore you. Cool. Be quiet. It's done. But some dudes keep it going. Why don't you smile? Hey, hey, sweetheart, I'm talking to you. Hey, hey. It's like, look, she not talking to you. She didn't reply to your first thing. So just leave it alone. Let her move. But so I put myself in that situation. If I'm in somewhere and a dude blocking the door and masturbating, I would be like so disgusted. But here's the thing. I'm a man. So I could physically do something to remove him or whatever like that. Women can't. So, so now you got to put yourself in a position of I'm a woman. I can't physically just remove him. So I'm literally trapped while this man masturbates in front of me and blocks me in the room. That got to be a harrowing experience. I can't even imagine that. So that's why a lot of this has to be addressed from both sides. Right. I think. Right. Has to be What's happening on sides. they call it the casting couch. What's happening on the casting couch? Exactly. You gotta you gotta have a more inclusive, diverse casting couch when you cast in these shows. Now it'd be different if you casting a show in the middle of America, it's all white people. Okay, yeah. Have casting that mirrors that so you can get the right people cast it. I wanna go back to something I was talking about earlier, the the interview that uh, Gabrielle Union did with the um breakfast I mean sorry, with the uh with Sway in the morning. And one of the things she talked about on that interview was the casting couch being that in the industry, it is typical. It is it is normal for there to be castings in hotels, for people to make a hotel their office, for people to make right. to make their home in their office for a second, for there to be a casting right. here. She right. said that is that is a normal thing. And as she said that, I started to think to myself, what why not? there be a new normal why not we change the why not we shift the paradigm Let, let's shift what the expectation is when you go into a casting and let, and let's make it normal that you do it in office i mean you go to you go do business you don't go to somebody's house to do business all the time you normally go to office that's what's normal in business so why not do something like that or you go you need when you're sick you go to a hospital you know or you go I mean, to a clinic so i think i think in our industry it has been so many years of there's not really a conventional place or location, you go to a casting, and nor is there a real structure. Like, like somebody say, was well, should be three people in there when you cast, and that's not always true. Sometimes you got one person in the casting. Sometimes they don't cast. Sometimes the casting is just formality because they already picked the picked the people they want. You know, they just you know want to say they did it. You know, so mm-hmm. there's so much there's so much ambiguity there, and I think that what has to happen is not that we need to standardize it, but we need to make it. Um, the the professional paradigm shift to something that is like. You know, it needs to be a formal space. It needs to be a, a larger space. It needs to be a this space. I, you know, I don't want to be casted in a little tight room. I mean, I don't, a lot of stuff can have a little tight closet room, you know. I mean, it, here's, here's the thing with that, um, like an office, because usually when you're auditioning, you have to be in a place where you can get loud. And, you know, like cause if you're doing a role, you got to be able to, you know, scream or do whatever you need to do. Like when you're conducting business, you can go to an office because, you know, everybody's going to talk in a regular tone. Nobody's going to be in there like, hey, oh, no. You know, nobody's going to be doing that in a business meeting. In in an audition, it could happen depending on the role. So that's why because I've been to I've been to castings in a hotel, not in a hotel room. Granted, it was a a conference conference room. room. It's like one of the conference room in the hotel. But I think with with the casting. It, sh- it has to be like you know like people there it shouldn't i shouldn't go to casting there's just three people there you know unless unless 
But then again, you got callbacks. You can go to a casting or an audition, and then they got callbacks, and they whittle it down. The callback is only three or four people, and yeah. it's very, it's very only, intimate. Only a few people want to see, right? Right, and it's very intimate. I've been to callbacks where it was like, oh, it was eight people, it was eight of us, and they had us come and do that whole deal. So I mean, like, it's it's just the whole thing. Honestly, to be honest, I think that this harassment in in the acting world, I think it's almost like racism in the real world. Will racism ever be just like it's done? There is no more racism at all. If I was a betting man, I would bet against it. I think there's always going to be some level of racism. Harassment in the game, I think it's always going to be some level based on, like we said, both sides. You got the people who are in the power who, like, I get sucked off this easily. And you got other people on the flip side, like, I can get this role. All I got to do is suck his neck. And I think, you know, to be honest with you, we got to get to a place where, again, we're talking about it. It needs to be out here. It needs to be in the open. We need to, we need to call out the people who are wrong. We need to make sure... That we're not overlooking the people who've been done, you know, done wrong in the process. But at the same time, you know, we've got to we've got to realize that because there are there are always going to be incidences like this. If we don't do something, if we continue to go down the path we're going now, it's, it'll never get better. We can't heal if we're quiet. We got to You got to speak out and you got to understand if this is happening at the level where these people have money, like people, you know, like Weinstein has money, this, that, and there, this, this whole level where these actors and some of these actors and actresses may not have money, but they get money as they're going up and they get into these big positions. Imagine what's happening with that person who's, you know, working on the hot dog line or working on, working on the car line and his supervisor is trying to take advantage of them. And the, the, the woman don't want to lose her job because she ain't making but minimal wage. And if mm-hmm. she lose that, that's it for her. So she's going to do whatever she got to do to keep her job. You know what I mean? Imagine all the people that we, we're not going to see because they're not famous. We're not talking about because they're not out there. They're, they're getting affected by stuff like this. Not just in the entertainment industry, but in other industries. Yeah. I mean, it's certain things that's like, it's kind of tough because it's, it's it's small. So And small as in like, it could be a situation where... You should, he, a, pat, a, he patted a, on the butt. A, a, single, a single mom... Has children and her son plays for a team and the and the and the coach is like, hey, look, you know, oh, your mom look good. Oh, hey, look, if she, you know, da 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 da, you tell know, her I, come I, over. I, I make sure you get on the team. Exactly, I make sure you on the team. I make sure you start. And so she can't really be like, you know, it's like, is that big enough to her like to whistle blow, and then him to just to be like, is her word against his? Right. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's it's so ambiguous, like you said, and but, it's and it's yeah, and, and and like I said, it goes back to what I was saying about the slut walk. And last week, a lot of this is related to that. Me saying, um, me saying, we have to hold men to a higher standard, not not degradate women. Like, oh, women be free sexually. You, you know, just be free sex. Do what you want to do. Da 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 da. But on the flip side, you just being free. You being free sexually. This that and third. And dudes like, oh, okay. Well, you free. I want to be free. Yeah. And, free and, time. And we just create this this toxic mix of sexuality when when we should be holding men to a higher standard. So when men are hold, held to a higher standard, women aren't free sexually. Men aren't free sexually. And we just like we just out here just exploring our sexuality, hold everybody to a higher standard. Now there's higher expectations of each other. And that and that'll and that'll solve some of these issues. Not all, because we're still human, we're still err, we still sin, and that's just a part of being human. We're born sinners, like the Bible and J. Cole say. But, you know, that's just a part of the deal. But we can try to help and clean up some of this stuff so it's not just rampant to where it's just everybody just it's just a free for all. We grabbing men dicks, we grabbing women titties and jacking off and ah, everybody just get it. You wanna be down, you gotta be down with it. No. <laughs> that Louis C.K. thing messed me up, man. I was like, he 
I ain't read that. Door. Oh I yeah, gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go, a fast company. Go check them out. Okay, yeah, the article about it is it's 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 very interesting. But um, wow, I'm surprised that hadn't came out like bigger. Well, I mean, yeah. I think Weinstein took precedence. I mean, it came out around the same time. Weinstein just, he's, oh, okay. he's a bit bigger. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because <laughs> Angelina Jolie and Angelina yeah, and, 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 yeah. and Ashley Judd came out against him. Yeah, so it's Everybody a bigger. Like, Dang, he did like that? That's crazy. Angela, man, yeah. makes sense. All right, guys, man, look, man, another episode in the books. Yeah, it is. Your, I am your main man, Freddie B. It's your boy, T. Staples. This guy knows my heart where anything goes. We'll holler. Holler back, guys. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.